Hi there, and welcome to the Creative Operations Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Groom, and in this podcast, we'll be talking with creative operations leaders in all kinds of industries, from franchising to finance, from healthcare to hospitality and beyond. We'll be looking to uncover best practices and to see trends that are coming to help you keep your creative operations on brand and on budget at the same time. Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Creative Operations Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Groom, and today we're going to be taking another journey into that world of franchise marketing where we so often find local marketers who need to get both crafty and creative uh, in order to get the job done. And I'm really pleased to have uh, with us as a guest today, Debo Paget. She's the director of marketing for a really interesting and, and actually crafty and creative franchisor named Color Me Mind. So, uh, Debo, welcome to the podcast and thanks for being here with us. Hi, Kevin. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Now, uh, our listeners always love to hear uh, a little bit about your journey into the world of creative operations. So tell us a little bit about, you know, where you've come from uh, and also about kind of the creative operations environment for Color Me Mine. Sure. So I actually have a background in art and design. Um, That's what I studied in college. And I actually was a professional artist for about a decade. Um, And within that time frame, social media came to fruition. Um, and so I had to learn how to market myself. Uh, and with that, I kind of fell in love with the graphic design and strategy uh, p- portion of social media marketing when it comes to being a creative. Uh, and I began just learning more about it. I began taking on other artists, clients, uh, doing their marketing. And then I grew a, a huge customer base and eventually moved into the corporate world um, and took over for uh, painting with a twist marketing. And then now here I am at Color Me Line. So it's been about 10 years in mark in social media marketing, you know, starting around 2010. But uh, before that, it was more of a self-serving um, experience, but you know, it's all very organic. So it's, it's been really a fun journey. That, that's awesome. And, and tell us, you know, the color me mind franchise itself, a really a fascinating concept. Tell us a little bit about it and about your franchisee community. Sure. So we are the leader in paint your room pottery franchising. Uh, we have 130 locations internationally. We're a part of a larger arts and crafts for entertainment brand called Twist Brands. And Twist Brands is an umbrella brand that houses our sister company, Painting with a Twist, who is the leader in paint and sip. Um, it, we have over 250 locations nationally at Painting with a Twist. Mm. Those are significant numbers when you think about it from a headquarters perspective. So, you know, one of the things, and I'll just say this as a, a theme for today's conversation as we were discussing it, this notion of um, the franchisee who has to do more and more and, and often with less and less time and with more and more marketing options. So, you know, my, my first question for you uh, about your creative operations is, have you guys seen your franchisees and your brand itself really making more and more of a shift to digital, you know, from traditional and, and more and more into digital with social media, as you've described? And has that created any kinds of challenges or pressures or difficulties for the franchisee community? 
Oh, 100%. Um, you know, of course, marketing has changed tremendously um, into digital with social media kind of coming into being the, the front runner um, of everything marketing. But every year is different as well. Yeah. Um, you know, we saw the introduction of TikTok with the pandemic and how it exploded into rapid growth, uh, you know, kind of leaving Facebook in the dust in terms of its downloads quarter over quarter. Um but our franchisees too, you know, we are such a visual, uh, we're a very visual business model, you know, having um, all the arts and crafts and digital media has played a huge part in that success. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, especially Facebook events, online booking software and ha- being able to integrate those things mm-hmm. um, on a more of a advertising level. Um, and then down to organic social media and interacting with our guests and just showing off the experience because we actually sell two products. We sell the product that you come in and make, whether it is, um, you know, a piece of pottery, um, you know, or a birthday party. And then we sell the experience, uh, which is the sort of bonding that you do not only with your family and friends, but kind of with yourself as you're creating and kind of building confidence in that creative energy uh, that you experience in a studio. That's really, and, and tell me, uh, you know, as you look at your franchisees, who I'm sure wear many different hats in the course of a day, um, how are you guys going about helping them to level up their skills, um, you know, so that uh, this rapidly evolving world of digital marketing isn't quite so unfamiliar? How do you guys sort of support and empathize with the franchisees uh, as they make that journey? We try and take the burden as much as possible. Luckily, our franchisees, while they come from all walks of life, all have one thing in common, and that's that they love creativity. You kind of have to, right, in order to own a paint room pottery studio. But we try and take the burden off in every aspect of marketing. So that may include with email marketing, uh, creating email strategies, providing all of the pre-designed templates for those strategies, whether they are for a specific event or, you know, a season, uh, the holiday season is a great example where we have tons of different offerings. Um, so kind of making that a drag and drop experience mm. in terms of their own studios, localized messaging. Um, and then that same thing applies to design and social media. So we have several different vendors we work with. Um, in order to create all of a social media content library for a quarter, you know, it's 50 to 60 posts. They can go in and they can schedule exactly what makes sense for their studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and then same with design, you know, cr- trying to create as much as possible for them and then allowing space for localized messaging on templates so that they still have that brand integrity. They still have that brand consistency, but they get to make sure that they're speaking directly to their community online. No, that's great. And, and uh, you know, I was just going to turn to that whole notion of brand consistency and, and brand integrity. Um, how do you guys draw the line there to make sure that, you know, they have enough freedom, but not too much freedom? You know, how do you go about that? Uh, more education. We're, it's more about education than it is about restriction. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have the option for brand controls where we can limit font, we can limit colors, you know, all of those things. Mm-hmm. I actually don't even have them turned on right now. Um, mm-hmm. because I simply want, I want them to want brand consistency. Um, and so, you know, it's just all about being passionate and having everyone get excited about the brand. We've rebranded Color Me Mine in 2018. And so, mm-hmm. um, the new colors are modern and clean and it's just really beautiful. And we're building off of that. And, 
I'm seeing the franchisees one by one get more excited and more passionate about the brand itself and wanting to kind of dedicate it to that integrity, you know, and of course, giving them all the tools they need. So tons of templates and every sort of event type, you know, as long as I can provide it, I'm hoping that they'll want to use it is sort of the goal. Oh, that's, that's great. You know, it sounds like a, that's a lot of a load on the, on the headquarters team. Tell me a little bit about how you guys manage all that sort of template building and education. Cause you've got two things going on at the same time. Do you do it sort of seasonally or is it sort of more continuous? It's continuous. Um, I'm just really passionate about what I do. And so um, I kind of obsess over it and, and I mean, and that's, that's really, that's really it, I guess, you know, you have to love what you do in order, in order to continue to create as much as we're creating. Um, and so, cause right now the marketing team is a, a, a one man marketing team and, and that's myself. Um, and so I'm creating all the templates, um, and all the email templates and, uh, you know, we even work on playbooks in terms of how to use the assets and how to use our specific, uh, our specific marketing platforms. And of course I've got great support with all of our vendors. They're, they're, um, you know, client services teams are just amazing. And so they help uh, with webinars and education and, you know, it's just, it's all about being there and connecting one-on-one with franchisees just to make sure that each concern is heard. Um, you know, everyone has individual sets of skills and um, grievances about, you know, how they're going to run their business and, mm. you know, just how their time is impacted on a regular basis. So that's fascinating. So, you know, it sounds to me like you have keep a really close eye on the adoption, both of the tools that you are providing to the franchisees and even the creative assets you're providing. It sounds to me like you watch that stuff like a hawk. Yeah. Yes. And I take feedback very seriously. Uh Um, I love constructive feedback, negative feedback. You know, I mean, if something's not working, I need to change it. Uh, I always say at corporate training that the most dangerous phrase in marketing is we've always done it this way Uh Um, because it will change month to month. Everything I knew last year uh, is in the garbage, you know, and I've relearned everything this year. I mean, not everything, but (laughs) very large chunk, especially with this new uh, with TikTok, you know, and vertical real estate in terms of mobile video and social video becoming this completely regular and if not, you know, more common sort of experience for our guests in social media. Yeah, I can imagine that is a, that is a you know an educational lift with franchisees, unless of course they're all sort of uh, uh, you know in their twenties and thirties. It's one thing, but when you've got a, a community that spans a greater range and where TikTok has really emerged very quickly, I would think that's a uh, both in terms of how you use the tool and how you use the tool and stay on brand are two separate things. Um, have you had some some interesting experiences there with your franchisees? Sure. Um, you know, with TikTok, I'm not worried about staying on brand. Uh-huh. Um, you know, of course, it would be great in an ideal world. However, right now, TikTok is intimidating. Um, and it's intimidating even to me. You sure. know, uh, Gen Z is amazing. They are so incredible and they yeah. don't fully know it yet. Um, you know, they are movie producers in their pockets. They can do things. They can think out and storyboard out something in real time, that would take me hours. I don't, I don't know how they have learned 
to do that. It's incredible. They are going to rock the workforce, you know, in the coming years. But our franchisees aren't built like that. Um, luckily, we have a really great business model that has some tried and true trends that are here to stay. So process videos of painting, um, you know, before and after of painting a piece of pottery, all of those things are relevant constantly. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm actually working on a TikTok playbook with some of our seasoned, uh, franchisees who are really great at that. Um, and I'm just doing interviews, video interviews with them, you know, to release to our system about, what do you use? Do you use a ring light? Do you do it after hours? Um, you know, how do you know what you want to paint? Um, and then we actually uh, reach out to our Color Me Mind staff, which is Gen Z mainly, mm -hmm. for those hyper trends. Um, I'm obsessed with TikTok <laughs> uh, just because I think that the nature of the trends are, are fascinating because they are so rapid, um, you know, and it's just insanely creative love sarcastic and dry humor, which is just like the core of TikTok uh, and everything. But um, so we release monthly trends and how they might apply, you know, to a TikTok studio. Um, you know, they don't make sense. You know, one of them was Shrek dancing in the sky, uh, you know, and that was like this big thing. And so the suggestion was like to film your studio and then have Shrek dancing in the sky behind it. And that was a few months ago. Um, and so, you know, we do that, but uh, I'm, kind of collecting a great resource of these incredibly vivid and vibrant um, Gen Z staff members across the nation that I'm interviewing about, you know, how they get into character, how they feel about being the face of their studio. Uh, you know, it's just, it's completely changing the landscape of how we're going to approach social media. And it's, it's never going to go back to the way it was. It's only going to continue down this path now. And it could be something totally different next year as well. Yeah. Well, so, you know, they, they talk a lot in the advertising world about how customers are going to own the brands rather than the brands owning the brands. And it sounds to me, you know, we, we hear that a lot, right? But then when you look for it happening in the real world, it's a little bit harder to find. And it sounds like that's exactly what you guys are doing, putting the brand in the hands of your franchisees, waiting to see what comes back and then riding the wave with them, um, you know, to, to really see where you're going to go next next. Uh, I think that's uh, A, courageous, and I really admire your, your leadership team for that. Uh, and B, it's got to be a ton of fun. Yeah, it is. And, you know, the, our guests are our best resource, too. Mm -hmm. Our user-generated content is just incredible, um, you know, be, because like I said, they are those movie producers um, with a camera in their pocket. Yeah. Um, and so our user generated content has been our, our top performing TikTok content, uh, with you know, millions of views and millions of interactions, uh, per video. Mm. And so I see that expanding into, um, potentially influencer marketing and paid user-generated content in the future. We're just not there yet. We're still exploring the platform and trying to get uh, our franchisees have a, have a feel for it, you know, while it's still... Because TikTok is in its infancy. We don't really know where it's going to go yet. Yeah, 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 it's true. It's true. Well, you know, as uh, as you uh, explore that world, you know, you, you made a, a point that I found really compelling, which was that ease of use with all these different tools and across all these different tools is really going to be critical to how you express and, and, and uh, evolve the brand as time goes by. Um, all these interfaces that you're creating for your users or providing to your franchisees, can you tell me a little bit about how they're evolving in their ease of use and, and sort of the, you know, the willingness of folks to dive into them? Yes, of course. So, uh, 
the more intuitive the interface, the better. Um, you know, Canva is a great example of that. They have made their platform very user-friendly. Um, and then I don't know if it was intentional or not, but it's very reminiscent of the Microsoft suite to myself um, oh. in terms of um, how you can arrange different design elements or animate them. You know, it reminds me of PowerPoint, uh, which is something, of course, I got very comfortable with, you know, going to college. It's one of the only technologies that's still around from, from then that I was, you know, you sort of seeped yourself in back then. Um, but it's, it's made for the layman and, you know, all of our, all of our vendors have sort of gone more towards a simple interface, mm-hmm. you know, because we need our franchisees to log on. We need them to understand what button to push yeah. with what they want to, what they want to be able to do and then get out within a few minutes. You know, the, the goal is efficiency and ease yes. above all else. Yeah, we've seen that ourselves. You know, the average session times uh, on the, the campaign drive platform, you know, is uh, for marketing materials uh, is usually less than three minutes. Um, you know, and, and we're actually starting to see uh, a lot of demand for batch generation. So folks want to come in and create seven things at the same time or eight things or two things, whatever it might be. Um, so we definitely are seeing that as well. Absolutely. Um, and, and also, you know, what's really uh, I'm in, inspiring about the, what you're doing is uh, supporting these folks across so many different tools um, and, and doing it all just on your own. Right. So that that is a headquarters operation that's about as condensed as it can get. Um, <laughs> do, do you find yourself getting overwhelmed at all or, or do you find that the tools are actually, you know, allowing you to scale and force multiply? I think it's the tools. They allow me to scale. Sure. Um, you know, before when I would work in other more um, more complex design platforms, mm-hmm. you know, you would sort of artboard out. Uh, a specific sort of maybe a social square or, you know, an email banner, and then you would have to sort of recreate it piece by piece. Um, But kind of like how you mentioned, it's very easy to bulk create multiple different formats, you know, so I can create a campaign. Um, You know, the concepting takes a little bit longer uh, for the, just the design, Um, you know, um, but other than that, once I have the concept, I can create the entire campaign in in under a couple hours. Sure. Uh, you know, and so therefore it, it, it's, it's very fast and, you know, then it can get into the hands. And luckily I have a franchise system that communicates wonderfully and they tell me what they want and we can talk through it. And so I already know exactly what I need to do. Um, you know, I don't have to sit there and, and try and, and figure out, you know, do they want a summer block party or do they want this? Um, I've got the ideas straight from the mouths of our franchisees and I can execute them and then provide strategies so that it makes sense in terms of what they're doing in their local market. It's awesome. awesome. Not just cre- uh, distributing marketing assets, but distributing marketing intelligence, uh, which is really cool. Um, so listen, I, I you know I want to uh, make sure that we don't take up too much of your time because you sound busy. Um, we, <laughs> but let me thank you for spending some time with us here on the Creative Operations Podcast. We're going to keep a close eye on you guys and everything that's going on at Color Me Mind, and we really appreciate your taking the time today. I really appreciate you, Kevin. It was great, and thank you so much for having me. Yeah.